Hello again, and welcome back to Construction Marketing with Purpose. My name is Monica Pitts, and today I'm going to talk about portfolios, the portfolio that you put on the website for your construction company. So if you are considering rebuilding your website, or maybe you just want to freshen it up and make sure that you've got everything that you need in it, definitely need a portfolio section. Now, when I talk about a portfolio, you might call it projects or experience or capabilities or completed work. Some people call it what we do. It doesn't really matter what you call it. It is a must-have feature on your construction website because it helps you leverage your awesomeness and reach new people by proudly putting your work on display for everyone to see on your website. Now, determining whether or not to add a portfolio to your website is actually the easy part because I just told you that you have to do it, and so you have to. (laughs) I'm not just telling you that you have to. Google would also like it too. It does help you rank higher in search engines, and it gets more traffic to your website because it builds out those pages and gets people in for all kinds of different key terms. The way that you plan what you put into your portfolio, like its layout and its functionality and what features you put in it, like that's a whole different thing, right? But that's why we're going to have this conversation today. I put together a list of important factors that you need to consider while you're mapping out your project section to make sure that you have everything that your audience needs to make a great decision to either hire your company to do work or get hired by your company to take that next job. So let's get to business. If you're a natural born marketer, you're one lucky son of a gun. If you're like most people, marketing, especially online marketing, is about as appealing as standing in a police lineup. The May Create team of creatives has transformed websites and digital marketing from craptastic to fantastic since 2005. Our podcast, Marketing with Purpose, makes sense of marketing so you can make purposeful decisions instead of carrying on with the same old crap you've been doing. And now your host, Monica Pitts, founder of May Create, with another episode on how to make your marketing not suck. To make sure that your portfolio is as awesome as possible, you're going to do four things. I'm going to talk you through each one of these. First, you're going to consider your audience. Second, you're gonna outline your content so that way you know it's gonna go on the pages. Third, you're gonna make pictures a priority and be realistic about what you can and can't do with your pictures. And then fourth, you're gonna plan out your project's details pages or or even just decide if you're gonna have them at all. So let's start at the top. So let's start at the top with your audience. How you lay out your portfolio is not so much about seeing how many ways that you can do it or doing it so creatively that you're just going to blow people away. You might actually just blow their minds and blow them right off your site because they might not know how to use it if you get too creative with it. It's more about crafting it to make sure that your potential clients can make a decision about whether or not they want to work with you. So ask yourself, what do your visitors need to know you're qualified to meet their needs. What do they need to know? When they look at your portfolio, what are the things that they need to see to know that you can actually do what they need you to do? So for example, if your projects are mostly interested in the types of services that you provide, then you wanna stick with a layout that displays your projects sorted by the type of work that you do. You could put that on separate pages or just let them sort. And you would kind of think of it like a shopping cart. You don't want to look at plants when you need new shoes. And the same is true with 
the types of work that you do, prospects might not want to look at your experience with excavation when all they need is demolition. So allow them to sort by service type or even put each of those service portfolios on a separate page if that's what your project or prospects need to know to make a buying decision with you. Now, if people seem more interested in what you have in the works or like what you're working on right now, then you might lay out your projects like sorted by date with the most recent projects on top because then you can show off the most recent like one bids and projects that you're starting. And if people are concerned about what area of the United States that you work in, like let's say that you're a regional company and you really want to show off that you're not just in this one town, but you're, you stretch further than that, then you might actually consider putting your projects on a map so that way they can see physically like at a glance, wow, this company covers way more surface area than I ever thought that they did. So I just talked a little bit about sorting, right? I said sorting by service type, sorting by recent project, even sorting by location. So ask yourself, what types of sorting do you need to give your audience to allow them to know that you can handle their projects? So I mentioned location, industry, type of service, status. And then also, you know, obviously you can mix and match those. So you can really make it like a sort and filter and let them pick what they want to see. Now, the next thing I want you to think about once you've assessed your audience and what they need to make that buying decision is what needs to go on these pages. So that would be outlining your content. And when I say content, I'm talking about words because you're going to need to provide text about each project on your portfolio pages. So think think again about your audience. What do people need to read in your portfolio about each project that you're doing? Like, okay, so once again, examples. People who want to build or remodel their home, sometimes they just need to see pretty pictures. They don't care how many bathrooms a house has in it. They just care about like the fact that the bathrooms are beautiful, right? So a lot of the times, Home builders and remodelers have a super minimalist portfolio and they don't have anything but pictures sorted by room, basically, right? Just a simple, almost like photo gallery. Now, commercial con- construction companies, especially those that are specializing in specific industries, they're a little bit different, right? So businesses who are considering hiring an architect or an engineer or even like a specialty drywall company, they might be evaluating based on like that specific industry experience or project sizes that are similar to their own because you might say that you can do acoustic drywall, but you've maybe you've never done it for a theater and it's different for a theater than it might be for a church, right? So, so if you are that type of a business, then you might need to list projects on a main portfolio page with an image and an important project highlight like the location or the client name or the project type and then link to individual project pages with additional information so that way contractors and business owners can actually use that information to decide if you might be able to potentially meet their needs, period. If you're going to have those secondary pages, then you need to think through what types of information you're going to feature on your website. And these secondary project pages, so the first option that I talked about, the example with just the photo gallery for the home builders, that's great. And it really does serve their needs, but it doesn't allow them to get found more in search engines because they're just pictures. 
they're not actually pages that a search engine can latch onto. So know that if you really have a goal of more search engine optimization, like you want to get more traffic to your site and that's something you want to do, then you're going to want to have a portfolio that allows you to have multiple pages with information actually on it that people can read. Whether or not they read it is irrelevant. Google is reading it and it will help you show up. Now, if you don't think your project pictures can tell that whole story, right, you would pair those images with titles and other important project attributes. How you write those titles and what you put on that main projects page, once again, goes back to your audience. What do they need to see? So if they need to see that you work for big companies, then maybe the project names are of big companies. You might also include the location on the main projects page, which is usually like a grid of images, right? So you might have the project title, which includes the company name to show them that big company that you work with and underneath it, you might have the location. And if they're really concerned with service type, that might be another thing that you put on there. As you put all this information on the page, just make sure that everything is always consistent. It will make you look so much more professional. So make sure that your punctuation and capitalization is always consistent. It's always formatted the same way so that way people see it and think, wow, these people really have their stuff together. It's it's strange because we don't actually think, oh, wow, look, that's not consistently formatted. So these people seem unprofessional. It's like this underlying feeling that we get when things don't seem quite right. And you're like, eh, well, they seem okay. And you can give people that reassurance that you are a professional company by doing simple things like having consistent formatting on your website. I know, I know, it sounds crazy, but trust me, it's true. Okay, so now that we have doubly considered our audience, both who they are and what they need to make a buying decision, and we've thought about how we're going to share that in our information on the main projects page, We need to talk about pictures because that's the third thing that we need to consider. And I mean, all of you have a professional photographer on staff, right? You have have a professional. No, you don't? Gosh, that's crazy. Like, you know, I don't either. Actually, sometimes I do. But (laughs) not like all the time. It just depends on like what extra talents my staff actually have. And at the moment, I don't have a professional photographer on site. So You have to be honest with yourself about how you're going to be getting those images. Like, are you going to have a foreman shooting pictures with his iPhone? Because that is totally okay. But we need to make sure that we account for that when you plan the portfolio section of your site. It's not, it, it's not wrong. It's not wrong to do it that way. It's just like if you plan it to have all these beautiful, like shiny images that started as stock photos and then what you actually provide are things that are like kind of not awesome, then that does, this is not of the working, right? We had to like anticipate that. And you can work around having less than stellar images, but you can't work around it if you don't, plan ahead. So let's talk about a few things that will make your life easier and make your portfolio look more professional and just like allow you to flatter the images that you actually have access to and create easily. So the first thing I want you to think about is image orientation. Like is it going to be vertical or horizontal? Whatever type picture it is is fine. You just have to decide which one is it going to be? Because using a combination of the two 
doesn't look nice, it looks weird, and it makes things feel disorganized. And also, <laughs> it ends up being distorted and they're not professional looking and it's this is like, like lame, okay? So pick one and stick with it. It's as simple as that. The next thing is think about the picture size. So how big do you want these pictures to be on your portfolio? So for those of you with less than stellar pictures, don't make them enormous on your website. That doesn't make any sense. Make them smaller. Also, think about the way that you treat the images. You could make them black and white. You could put a color overlay on top of them. You can even nestle a title over the top of the image if they're, you know, if you don't want people to see as many details. You just want to give people the impression of the work that you do and we want to do it in a way that flatters you. So if the images aren't as flattering, there are all kinds of things that you can do to make them feel more professional. Ultimately, you just need a plan for what you can handle. And keeping a consistency with your photos is key to keeping that professional look that you need in your portfolio to show people that you are a quality company. So make a commitment to collect the images and establish a plan to actually update your website's project section. Because otherwise, you look like you shut down. It looks like your business is shut down. That's not what you want. So people ask all the time, you know, should I have just like 10 images showing at a time on my portfolio or six or nine or what's the magic number? And I like lots of images. I actually like it when they load on scroll. So that way it doesn't bog the page down when it's loading, but it shows all kinds of pictures. And it can go back for a really long time until your projects don't look current anymore, right? Because projects can can look cool for a really long time. And even so, like if it's a stately project, like let's say that you put up a big um, baseball stadium, then that's cool. You might always have that up there. But some of the other more timely projects you might take down. So I like to have a lot of images. I think it shows you've done a lot of work and I think that that's good. What you don't want to do is have just one project in there or just three projects in there. And they're all from 15 years ago. Oh, heaven for heaven forbid. Like that would be crazy because you really should have redone your website in the last 15 years. But they're all from five years ago. It shows that you're not committed to updating your website. And then what else are you not committed to? So in that case, it might be better to just not have a project section at all if you're never going to keep it updated. A few tips to make sure that it actually does get updated is to add photography to the punch sheet that you use on your final walkthrough so that way you remember to take the pictures. You can also draft like a photo taking punch list so that way you can remind your photographer whether it's horizontal or vertical pictures you're looking for, whether you want things to be up close or far away. Remind them to do things like clean up the job site first and make sure that any people on the job site are actually wearing their safety gear <laughs> so that way you get the you can actually use the pictures, right? And then last but not least, you would need to decide who's going to add those pictures to the site and make it as easy as possible. I have had clients that all they do is dictate into a dictation software that will transcribe the words, hand it over to their marketing person with the pictures. They even do the dictation on their way back from a job site. And that marketing person has everything that they need to be able to update the website. You can email the pictures. You can 
like text them to people. You can put them up in Google Drive. It doesn't matter. You just need to find the thing that's super easy for you so that way you actually do it and make sure it gets done right. So those are some tips for making sure that your website stays updated. But ultimately, the goal is to design the portfolio so that your work looks awesome. And even if your pictures aren't awesome, to format them so that way you still look awesome and to make sure that you don't look like you went out of business because you never update your website, right? Okay. All right. So number four, the fourth thing that you need to think through whenever you're planning your portfolio is you need to think through your project details pages. So these are the thing that's really important for search engine optimization are these details pages. So you feature each project on a page of its own. So that way you can offer additional information that might not fit well on the main projects page. You can also guide people into your site further with these pages. So for example, let's say that you have a services page and then you have featured projects on that page showing, hey, look, these are the these are the projects that we've done providing this service for other people and then let people click on those projects to learn more about them. Yep. And as I said, like obviously we're going to do this because each project that you put into your website, that's a door that invites visitors to enter your website. That's what we want, right? We want more people walking through more doors to come to our website. We want more prospects on the website. Now what you put on the individual details pages for each of your projects, that's up to you. And really I say that, but you know it's not actually up to you, right? It's actually up to your audience. So think back, what do they need to know? So you might link to the website of the company that contracted with you to do the work. You may have a list of services that you provided. You might have, some people have a list of materials some people have case studies like challenges that they solved for the client. You might have before and after pictures. Some people have videos on this page. You might have any contractors that you worked with to provide the project to them. People sometimes even have like details about the number of days it took them to do the project or the start and finish dates. I've even seen like scrolling numbers of like the materials used like 8,000 pounds of steel which probably isn't even that much steel but anyway so brainstorm a list a list of all the things you think that people would love to see that are going to make you look completely awesome on these individual details pages and then make sure that it's actually realistic because just like your pictures you actually do have to get this information yeah and sometimes that's harder than you would think. So you just want to be realistic. It's great to see a website that has consistent information on each project. What is not great is when there's one project with a ton of information and all the other pages for projects are just pictures and nothing else. So just think through what's actually attainable for you. I'm not saying that some of your projects aren't just going to be a paragraph with some pictures. That's totally fine. Others can have more content. But ultimately, what I want you to do is set yourself up for success by having realistic expectations to begin with on what you might or might not put on these pages. If it's just a photo gallery, that's cool. Ultimately, though, you need to have words on the page if search engine optimization is your priority. So you're going to need to have words on the page. You need to get, you're going to need to say where you did the work 
you'll have to say the type of work that you did and probably put it in a sentence because that's how it works with Google. I don't know. Google-like sentences, meh, whatever, right? Okay, so there you go. Think through what people need to have on the individual projects page to be really wowed about the work that you did and then be realistic about what you can actually gather and please put some words on it because you got to do that in order to get ranked with Google. Okay, friends. So starting at the top, let's recap these four things that we need to think about with our portfolio. So the first one is considering your audience. I know I actually have said that more than one time, huh? <laughs> but first think big picture. What do they need to know to make a buying decision? And then the second thing that we talked about was outlining your content. Like what is the actual content that you're going to give them on the main projects page that will allow them to see that you are awesome. The third thing we talked about was pictures and how your pictures are really, really important and we have to be realistic with them because not all of us have a professional photographer on staff that we can trust to take like these glowing, amazing images. I love it. I have some clients that have like amazing photographers and every time that I get to like see the work of these photographers, it just makes be so happy that I get to work with such talented individuals to make these construction companies look so freaking amazing. I love it. But not everybody's in that position. And if you're not in that position, don't <laughs> don't build yourself a portfolio that needs that image to look good, right? Okay. Make sure that we do keep your portfolio updated. And that we plan appropriate content for the project details pages so that way we can get ranked by Google and we can actually get the information in there and we're not just, you know, not putting extra information out there because we need that information out there so that Google can find us. There you go, friends. That's what we need to consider to build that awesome portfolio that's perfect for you, that's perfect for your audience, that's going to get you more business and get you more potential hires. Now, I know I didn't mention a lot about potential hires in this episode, but just remember that your potential hires are concerned with a lot of the same things that your prospects are concerned with. They want to know that you're a quality company that does good work that they can trust. They want to get excited about the types of work that they do, that you do, and and, and that they do, right? They want to be able to see themselves doing the work that you do as a company. And by showing them the work that you do in your project section, you are promoting what they're going to do on a day-to-day -day basis. That helps them see themselves as part of your company and that's what you need. So that way they already develop like a connection with your company and want to work for you. Now, if you need some resources, more resources about planning out your construction website, I actually have a couple for you. We have a construction website trends download. It's a free report. I went out and surveyed a bunch of websites and made these lovely graphs and charts and put lots of pictures in there for you so that way you can see what's going on in construction web design right now and make sure that your website is so awesome that you don't have to rebuild it in the next two years because it looks old and crappy. <laughs> and then the other thing too is we have our construction website blueprint where I have outlined each of the pages that should be on your construction website and what should be on them for you. Yeah, so head on over to maycreate.com. That's M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. If you hover over construction and go to resources, 
It's downloadable resources. That's what you're looking for. And you can download those guides for free and get an awesome website because you deserve one. All right. So thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. And until next time, go forth and market with purpose. Thanks again for listening to Marketing with Purpose. Head over to maycreate.com, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. Yeah, you heard me right, M-A-Y-E-Create.com for podcast notes and more resources to grow your business. Don't let your marketing suck. Get your pride on. Market with Purpose.